0: Hiya love, welcome to this episode of Why Aren't Thou and a happy new year to everybody. I'm sure everyone can agree with me when I say goodbye 2020. We didn't like you, we didn't want you, we don't need you. Peace out, out. A-Town. <laughs> so today in the studio, I'm blessed with a returning guest, the phenomenal, the talented, the beautiful, the intelligent, Leo, welcome Hi. back. How have you been?
1: I've been great. Yeah, actually.
0: you had a nice Christmas.
1: I've had a, like, a great Christmas, actually, considering the year of 2020 it's Yeah, probably the highlight.
0: The year that shall not be named. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah, so much for 2020 vision.
0: I was yeah. in Romania for Christmas, actually. It was super sweet.
1: Yeah, Romania must have been amazing.
0: Romania was sick. It was so beautiful. And I recommend anybody to go because obviously this uh, representation of Romania being this gypsy land of what the media portrays it as is a lie it's all a lie one
1: of my hinge quotes is I want to take the train to Transylvania.
0: That's literally where I was near.
1: Yeah it's really what I'm so desperate to go.
0: It's beautiful. I definitely recommend cheap flights as well at the moment so go I don't fly. You don't fly you take trains. Take trains. Even better. Alliteration. Greta Greta (laughs) over here (laughs) (laughs) she's an inspiration. She's an inspiration to Um, Have you done any more updates? Have you started your YouTube children mathematical career yet?
1: I am in the middle of (laughs) editing a video that doesn't make me cringe too much. (laughs) I would need to record bits for sure.
0: Yeah, when you literally, when I'm listening to the podcast and when I'm listening to videos back of myself, it's literally like cringe-worthy. And it's like, oh, please, no, 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 yeah. no, no. Sometimes I wish I could just send it off to somebody for the time and the effort just to edit them themselves. Oh my
1: God. It's crazy because for five minutes of footage, you have to record over an hour, and then to edit it, it takes like two hours. I mean, the time involved is just crazy. It's just mad.
0: It's like Pippa was saying on the last episode, she um, recorded a short film that's 10 minutes long and it took them like 24 hours to record just a 10 minute film yeah absolute madness so let's just not waste any time and i'm gonna drop the theme tune if you want
1: i i sure do i
0: sure bloody do (laughs) farmer (laughs) (laughs) so let's go So you know what, because we're in 2021 now, I did reflect on 2020 and was just thinking what a waste of a year it was. And it was the year when I was like, you know what, I'm going to sort my CV out. I'm going to sort my LinkedIn out. I'm going to apply for jobs. This is going to be the year that I get a career job. Obviously, never happened because of the China virus. Um, <laughs> what did you do that for?
1: I would, no, sorry. Oh, two things. I was like, oh, wouldn't refer to it as that. Then I realized you were mocking Donald Trump. So then it kind of, it's... It made it all right, yeah. It made it all right. I was definitely not being racist. (laughs) Jesus Christ. I like, whoa. (laughs) 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 Uh, Sorry, that just caught me unawares.
0: So yeah, and then I was thinking, I put so much pressure on myself. And I felt so bad at the end of the year to progress into my career job, which didn't happen. So I just think, I bet so many people are in the same box as well. So I was just thinking, it's so funny because when we're like, is it 14, 15, when we're in year nine of school and we're asked to choose our subjects for the next two years. Yeah. And then you're asked to choose the college that you want to go to. And then you literally have to think about university and you literally, how at 14, 15 years old, can you even think about what you want to be when you're older, you know?
1: Yes. What did
0: you What did you want to be when you were like 14? Oh,
1: God. I mean, I've been thinking about this a lot recently, actually, because I am thinking of taking a part-time degree in liberal arts, which is an American thing that we don't have in the UK. But I love the fact that they do broad degrees. You like pick modules that you want to do rather than being like, I will be a lawyer from the age of like 17 or whatever. I mean, that, I find that so mind-blowing that in the uk you have to specialize so soon hmm. but in the us you can do broad degrees like liberal arts so you don't have to choose your major until you're leaving uni, like until later through university okay
0: yeah that's cool i like that i
1: think it's so nice because it's i when i was 16 i was told that i had to choose english or maths is that clear that's and how did I know what I wanted to do at sixteen and especially
0: when wanted... you're polyamorous <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've not, not
1: made it I've not made it there yet, no, very much, not quite is it <laughs>
0: I'm dying, sorry, I'm dying, <laughs> what is it not polyamorous, what is what, it polymath polymath, sorry. Polymath. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it... I'm changing your sexuality every everything
1: now. No, no, no. But, but wait, polyam's not sexuality.
0: Polyamorous?
1: What do you think that counts as sexuality?
0: I thought poly- polyamorous is when you literally... Oh, no, it's just when you just date numerous people. Yeah. You're okay. We're having like relationships with more than one yeah, person. Yeah, yeah. So oh, gotta, like... okay. Sorry about Jesus Christ. <laughs> I need to eat a dictionary. I love the
1: idea that I might have had, say, if I was dating somebody at the moment. And they'd hear that and be like, wait, what? Leo's polyam? I didn't know that. Who else is she saying? I'm about to say,
0: I'm not the only one. <laughs> Out in you there. I'm so sorry.
1: <laughs> no, no. But yeah, polymath, so multi- multi-interested. I don't yeah. know if that's the best way to describe it. But um, I I just find and in the UK, we really like I was told that if I wanted to do engineering, which is what I thought I wanted to do, um, I would have to make sure I dropped English, dropped humanities, dropped art. Because applying for a maths based degree without uh, with English, for example, would make it look like I wasn't passionate enough and therefore they wouldn't give me a place.
0: Which is just ridiculous when it's something that you enjoy doing as well. And it's like yeah. surely you would be more appealing, like you have a broad knowledge of different things.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So what did you want to be when you was like fifteen?
1: Uh I wanted to be a banker. What
0: <laughs> I've never encountered anybody that said at fifty years old they wanted to be a banker. Oh my
1: god, yeah. It was really like Mad. But it's because my mum was one of the was like my mum worked in the city as a bond dealer before many women did and she always talked about it like That's how it. much she loved it and so obviously growing up i didn't necessarily know what that meant but all i knew was this is a career that my mum loved so mm-hmm. for me it was picking the job that my mum loved yeah i would therefore love it as well exactly um
0: i wanted to be a hairdresser at one point point.
1: and and what
0: <laughs> that was actually i think that was me coming out to my mum in a secret way <laughs> i used to like pluck her hair and i was like oh i can't wait to be a hairdresser i'm gonna have my own salon <laughs>
1: I Mate. just love other. I'm now looking at you with your bleached your Inspired bleached by you as yeah. well.
0: Thank <laughs> you very much. <laughs>
1: um, yeah. Well, so, okay, so you went from wanting to be a hairdresser to, to what?
0: So I wanted to be a hairdresser and then I used to love grand designs. No, then I wanted to be an athlete because I was naturally good, good at athletics and it's mm. something that I used to like do very, very well. And I set like Greater Manchester Records for wow. long jump, 100 metre. Yeah, and then, and yeah, it's it's one of the biggest regrets in my life because I then started drinking on the park with my friends and smoking weed and like started doing that. And my mum tried to push me when I was like 15, she bought me a new pair of spikes. So I was just like, no, it's just not for me. It's winter and it's like four degrees, and you want me to go outside and run around this track. Hmm. Not for me, hon, thank you very oh much. My God. But it's something yeah. that I wish that I did, but stop doing that. You're making Sorry. me feel even more guilty.
1: Sorry, I just, I, I think it is so interesting how many kids pick up drinking at the age of like 16 and it kind of becomes their hobby and they yeah. forget all the other things they like doing.
0: Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a cool thing to do. You know, you wanna be socialized with your friends. You wanna yeah. be, you don't wanna miss out on anything that's happened at the weekend when you wasn't there or after school. So anyway, um, and then I wanted to be an architect. I want to be an architect because I was literally so into Grand Designs. I loved it. I was like, I cannot wait. And when I moved to London, actually, I moved. There was a 100 episode of Grand Designs and it was a watchtower that they converted into like this eight story house. And it was a lift and it had panoramic views all around London. It was amazing. I was like, oh, this is sick. So I went to uni, I did architecture. But then I was just like, this is not for me. It's not what I expected. So I think what it was, I think I wanted to do more property development than architecture and you don't really need knowledge for that. You just need money.
1: Hang on a second. So you did go study architecture.
0: I studied architecture for half a year and then I changed my degree course to... Oh my God. ...events management. (laughs) Anyway, what I'm literally saying by this is we put so much pressure and so does society put pressure on us in terms of you have to know what you want to do when you're 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. And you don't. And it's really okay not to know your life path. Because sometimes I think, is everything just like naturally happens or do we all have a life path
1: oh I don't think we all have a life path you know I think no
0: because I'm a strong believer that everything happens for a reason which isn't that isn't that like a way of like a life path will sort you out or just everything around you will happen when it's
1: I like to think "Mm, I understand everything happens for a reason is a nice thing but I also like to think that as people stuff goes wrong all the time you can't avoid that and the best part about stuff going wrong is how you react to it and how it puts you on a new path exactly I mean, I dropped out of uni, which is why I was like, oh, my God, no way. I think it's cool that you went off to do architecture. And then when you got there, you changed your mind. I had sort of similar ideas with having got to university where I wasn't sure if actually I did want to be an engineer after Mm -hmm. all. Um, And later I dropped out. Plus, also had already been working as an accountant because I was on my banker career path, which (laughs) I then came off quite quickly.
0: So how come you never went to uni to be an accountant, though? How come you never did that?
1: Because you... I was told that if you want to work in finance, you just need to have a background in maths. Engineering would be sufficient. You don't actually need to go and do a financial kind of degree. When I dropped out of uni... I knew I didn't want to be wearing a suit (laughs) I knew I didn't want to have that sort of corporate style job and I knew I definitely didn't want to work in finance anymore but I didn't have a degree and I, I think that's another problem in this country is that we've got to the point where you need a degree for jobs that should not need degrees yeah and it's just it's inflating and quicker and quicker and like people now feel like they have to go to university just to get a degree it doesn't even matter what it's in anymore just so that they have a chance of getting a job afterwards i mean i'm sure it's going to be even worse after covid
0: well this is the big worry right now because a lot of students are, are, that have just graduated this year and saying that like, there's literally no jobs available for them and now they're really worried that next year when the next set of graduates do graduate they're going to be priority choice over them so now that mm. everyone's worrying about that but it's like trust me I graduated seven years ago. Still ain't a job for me, mate. Yeah, <laughs> you know?
1: yeah. yeah, and I never graduated. So and... <laughs> yeah, but you,
0: and you have a you have a job that you really enjoy, right? I do. I love my job. Um, but it's also just good to acknowledge, you know, people like Vera Wang. She didn't actually start her fashion label until she was. 40 something mm. she basically worked um at Vogue for 15 years she was established there and then she she got engaged and she went to look for a wedding dress and she realized that there wasn't a lot of wedding dresses out there that she was interested in so then she just decided to start her own fashion label and then Jeff what's he called Bozo? Jeff Bezos. <laughs> <that his> <laughs> <laughs> I much prefer calling
1: him Jeff Bozo oh my god. We'll say
0: Jeff Bozo um he didn't like st- think of amazon until he was like 31
1: so this is another thing you know how there's like a lot of pressure to of like oh these are the 30 under 30 like oh you have to have like set up a business by the time you're 23 and like like do you know what i mean like people have have kind of assumed that you have to be really successful when you're young to be impressive but actually there are so many people who do stuff later and i think actually you have more experience, it makes a lot more sense. Like the guy, that one of the guys that started Dishoom, I think he'd been a consultant until he was in his 40s. And then he was like, I'm going to open a restaurant.
0: Massive career changes. That's what a lot of people have done. And I think that's completely fine. I think that's probably the direction that I will be going in. And a lot of people go in and that's literally life. I think that's the reality of life.
1: Yeah. Well, also if we're, I mean, I don't know. Do you know what the retirement age is off the top of your head?
0: No, because it's gone up. Isn't it like 68?
1: Yeah, right. Okay, so if it's 68, that's like 50 years of working. Do you want to do the same job for 50
0: years? 50 years, years, you know?
1: (laughs) That's like at least three or four careers.
0: You could do at least (laughs) 20 degrees in there, really. You could just go to university (laughs) 20 times. Yeah. Imagine. How cute is this, though? So... um, a lady called Giuseppe Paterno in Italy became the oldest graduate at oh, the age of 96. I want
1: to be that. Yeah, she
0: graduated in philosophy from University of Palermo in 11. Sicily. Yeah. Which beautiful. I went out in February was absolutely beautiful. You definitely beautiful. need to go. Um, so yeah, so I'm just saying don't put pressure on yourself. Everything will work itself out. Just have faith in what you do and know you're great. Know your knowledge. Know where you thrive in and just stick to that.
1: Can I tell you one of my faves? She, do you remember, did you ever watch Desperate Housewives? Yeah. Do you remember Karen McCluskey? Mrs. McCluskey?
0: The old lady. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so. The old annoying lady. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) The nosy bitch.
1: (laughs) Okay, so she was married to a psychiatrist and she had two sons and she was a, I think, a housewife for most of her life. And then she got divorced in in 1980. Two years after getting divorced, she decided she'd pursue her, her love of acting. So she's 42, so she joined her community theatre. Ten years later, she was hired by Disney as a street performer. So she's slowly pursuing this her dream of acting. And then by the time she was in her later 50s, she moved to Hollywood and then she then had... Um, she then had roles in various different TV shows, including *Desperate Housewives*, and she ended up winning two Emmy awards.
0: Yes, yes, so yes, 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 yes. I just,
1: I love that. I love that she she didn't give up. had this didn't give up. Had a, almost like a rebirth. Like I love as well that her divorce was the trigger for her to like go
0: and to. Because I thought he was gonna say like two, she had a divorce two years later. I thought gonna say she was a millionaire. And I was gonna say, oh God, her husband. You no, know, <laughs> come back! I still love you. <laughs> This is sometimes a sensitive podcast. So I think it's good to bring into light some good news. Good news time. So what's been happening in the world that is good to go. Actually, did you see um, that cute six year old kid that went to the McDonald's drive through and said that he wants to pay for the person's (gasps) meal behind him? Obviously by his mum's money probably. Um, <laughs> but then it's set off a chain and all day everybody was paying for the person's meal behind them. Oh my How cute God. is that? I'm going to do that next time I'm in that. McDonald's. I'm actually going to do that. I'm actually going to say I'm going to pay for the person's meal behind me.
1: Oh, I love that.
0: With a £10 maximum limit, of course. <laughs> 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 I mean, it was six. Little things like that. Um, Arkansas, Arkansas. How do you say it? Arkanas.
1: Ar- what? I have no idea what you're trying to Arcanas. say.
0: Arcanas. That's... Is it... Uh, Arkansas? Arkansas
1: that place
0: (laughs) basically a school (laughs) has installed solar panels anyway to save millions on energy and the money that they've saved on the energy the higher in the wages of the staff
1: oh that's wait this is in america
0: this is in america oh that's so nice so we can say all to america for once instead of saying some good news out of the u.s (laughs) yeah finally it's about time well there was there was biden which is good news as well uh Jeff Bolzo, <laughs> <laughs> Yes, as he shall forever yeah. be named. As much as he angered me, obviously, all the way through COVID, when he got richer and richer and refused to donate any of his money at first. Yep. But now he's actually donated uh, $791 million. It's very to... specific. Yeah, specific numbers here. $791 million, 100062 <laughs> So yeah, he's donated $791 million um, in grant money. Um, to large environmental organisations that focus on restoring forests, wildlife, cutting carbon emission. So yeah, it's going to go to United States and Canada as well as Northwest India, and helping to cut Delhi's air pollution, which I think is absolutely amazing. But I mean, he has the money where he can dish that out, and he's in real. Yeah, really. and
1: also like I don't know how environmental is the way he's made his money. Like as,
0: that's exactly what I was about to say. How environmentally friendly is Amazon with its slave-like conditions, which I've already spoke about anyway. I think it's like episode two.
1: Packaging and it's... I'm sure, like, all of the vehicles are petrol and I'm sure... Yeah.
0: But, like, the damage has been done from what he's done. I mean... The size of the boxes that they give you for the size of the products that you buy is absolutely ridiculous. But like, it's all recyclable now, which is one good thing. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I, I, because I've not ordered from ASOS in ages, and I just realised that their packaging has also become recyclable. The plastic, because I was like, fast fashion brands are literally so bad. So um, bad. But at least they're doing like something. I know it's like not perfect, but you still have to give the credit. Like the changing. Yeah. Yeah, that wasn't a that, that wasn't wa- an agreement or anything like I'm that. I'm not from, gonna give
1: them like. <laughs> Any gold stars
0: yeah okay fair enough let me see what I can impress you else with <laughs> okay uh, um Neil Heritage which was a man who lost both of his legs in a suicide bombing in 2004 he's just been the first person to complete a triathlon where he skied and he rode across the Atlantic ocean which is also amazing and have you heard about the app too good to go
1: yes i have actually yeah you have it i love it yeah Yeah,
0: it's so cool so this is an app which everybody should download and it's basically where companies and restaurants they've got surplus food
1: and they put a time from which they know that they're unlikely to sell it so like an hour before they're closing they'll be like okay realistically now before closing all the sandwiches that are left we probably won't really sell them so you yeah. can come and get them for cheap
0: for like a third of the price yeah It's amazing. I think it's available in 16 countries. UK is one of them. It's got over like 24 million people already. It's amazing. It's helped the food waste in the world. So too good to go. Mm -hmm. Download it. Check it out. Mm -hmm. Use code Simeon and Leo to get 10% off. (laughs) 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 So, you know, in um, Portugal also, they decriminalize all the drugs.
1: Wait, what? When did this happen? Did you not know? I missed this.
0: Leo's like... Right move, Portugal. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Um, But what that has done is it's successfully reduced the amount of overdoses and deaths by that 90%.
1: Amazing.
0: That's sick, isn't because
1: it? Because that's like, um, you know, my mum always tells us that if you're doing, like there are awful stories where kids are doing something like they're too drunk or they're taking drugs and then one of them passes out or has like overdosed. And because they know they're doing something they're not supposed to, they don't tell anybody. And mm-hmm. so you're more likely then to die, to die not exactly. get the help that you need
0: like warehouse project in Manchester is like a, a rave club and first of all they wouldn't supply you they said the tap water in the toilets is not drinking water you had to go and buy a bottle Ugh. of water every single time there was like no medical care and then people started dying so then they put in like this medical care team that would walk around all the time and there was things on the wall that they said like if you're, if you're not feeling well or you feel like you've taken too many drugs just speak to a medical advisor you're not going to be chucked out that's we'll amazing. look after you and then they finally put like taps in the wall where you can have drinking water but it's like it shouldn't also take for people to die no, exactly. for those things to change which is a really annoying thing yeah um, what do you have? <laughs> yeah
1: so my favourite thing that's just happened is Marcus Rashford has just launched his initiative to get underprivileged children better access to books which i think is super cool because i love reading Um, (laughs) but he he didn't start reading until he was 17 and it's completely changed his outlook his mentality that's what he said and it should not just be reading should not just be for those who can afford it and i think Mm -hmm. especially in the uk now libraries are starting to close down because people don't go there as much um did you ever have world book day yeah were... i used to
0: love that we yeah. used to bring a book and you also used to dress up as a character from a book it
1: was so cool right yeah. and i think they did world book day vouchers and you could get a book for a pound
0: yeah and they used to give them out too yeah like, yeah, yeah from waterstones so, and things like that
1: so one in eight children who receive free school meals do not own a single book at home with things like world book day vouchers three of those three in ten of children on free school meals were able to buy a book for the first time. So I think that's super cool. Um, And Rashford is basically getting involved in this and, um, there are, he has reported that there are 380,000 children across the UK that have never owned a book, and those children are more likely to be in vulnerable environments. So for them to have access to reading, which is the best form of escape, mm-hmm. it's great for your mental health, it's great for your understanding of emotional intelligence, all of that stuff, it's amazing. But he's not the first celebrity to do this. So Dolly Parton, has she started a while back something called the Imagination Library, because I think it's her dad was illiterate and she just thought it's like the saddest thing to not be able to read. So she sends, well, her, she personally, with her, yeah. <laughs> with her huge she library. She packs up and sends with
0: <laughs> her long acrylic nails. Just yeah,
1: like. <laughs> literally. Um, but she sends books for free to children all over the world from uh, the age of zero to five she Um, is so
0: sweet honestly so sweet because she donated a lot of money as well didn't she to help the vaccine cure yeah and she fought for a lot of uh, women's rights as well like nine to five the film was based around have you watched it i haven't because basically they did a survey of how many women working in offices would kill their boss wait what (laughs) wait
1: this is in the film
0: no, 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 no. This, this is in, real. this is this is what uh, started the film because in America, obviously, there was a massive pay gap and women's rights are still not equal. It's still not equal today. Um, and so they did a survey asking women that work in office jobs, "Would you kill your boss?" Hypothetically speaking, and I think it was like eight to nine percent of women said yes. So then wow. she, off this film, she went in and did research on what it's like working in an office job. So that's where 9 to 5, the song came from and where the film came from as well. You should actually watch it. It's really funny. So let's move on to, because that just reminded me then, when you said Marcus, he's absolute babe, because That's he just babe. got um, awarded, he's on the honours list for the Queen, and then a couple of months ago, Skepta and Getz released a song called IC3, and in it, Skepta says, the Queen offered me an MBE, but I said no, raised my fist and went home, right, <laughs> as well as Getz saying... Uh, don't tell me to go back to my own country when the queen sits there on a throne in stolen jewels. So I was just like, what is going on here? So then I was like, let me just look into honor awards and why people reject it. Skepta, there's an actual statement from Skepta to to say why he rejected it. He also mentioned it in 2017. But then I was just looking at other people that had also rejected an MBE. Mm. And the list is long.
1: Yeah, I'm sure it is. The
0: list is longer than you think. Do you know anybody that's ever rejected an NBA?
1: Um, actually, me and my flatmate have chatted about this, but I cannot remember who we were talking about.
0: Right, so there's four different types of honours, right? Mm-hmm. So there's the top one, which is a GBE, KBE, or DBE, like a knight or a dame. Oh, you yeah. know? Yeah, like yeah, Sir yeah. David Attenborough. Yeah. Or Dame Judy Dench.
1: Dame Stephanie Shirley.
0: Yeah, exactly, like the high one. She's then it goes, a she's a bad bitch. Um, so, yeah, so that one is like a knight or dame of the most excellent order of the British Empire. Then you have a CBE, which is commander of the most excellent order of the British Empire. OBE, which is officer. And then MBE, which is member of the most excellent order of the British Empire, right? And it angers me, like, when I hear things like that, because, like, like Great Britain, I do not consider britain great anymore Make right
1: britain great again is that you
0: <laughs> again. i'm kidding i don't <laughs> do your best donald trump accent <laughs> what do your best donald trump accent try and say I that can't. in a donald trump oh, accent I can't.
1: but yeah calling it the british empire is problematic
0: yeah and even the word empire you know for me that just like indicates like power it just reminds me of like slavery it reminds mm-hmm. me of like the thousand women that have been raped the thousand men that have literally you know have been brutalized Mm. by this country the colonialism that's been fucking caused by this country so which is actually interesting which brings me on to who do you know have you ever heard george the poet i love him he's amazing isn't he he's He's amazing a breath of fresh air so george the poet has his own podcast called yeah have you heard george george's podcast is yeah
1: i think that's what it's called
0: yeah and episode 18 his last episode so far he even says he was offered an mbe by the queen and he rejected it so he basically he's a black london-born poet who's from ugandan heritage and he says although a lot of my podcast is fiction it is a fact that in may 2019 i turned down an mbe ...due to the colonial trauma inflicted on the children of Africa. The gesture is deeply appreciated, but the wording is not. It will remain unacceptable to me until Britain takes institutional measures to redress the intergenerational disruption... ...brought to millions as a result of her colonial exploits. I have no issue with other black people who have accepted this title he goes on to say more as well and it's really important words so listen to it mm-hmm. have you heard george's podcast episode 18 which is also a really amazing fact um but then you have vivian westwood has is actually a dame
1: yes she yeah
0: is. but then you have people like obe's like david beckham then you have jk rowling Uh-oh. okay and this is where i'm because i think cream. she should be actually be stripped of uh, obe title in regards to her, like, literally discussing trans- transphobic views. Yeah. Um, and funnily enough, actually, the human rights group actually asked for their award back from her. Really? After, yeah, after she publicly oh, wow. tweeted all that, those transphobic tweets. Yeah, her they essay, asked, actually. Yeah, they asked for her um, human rights award back.
1: I wonder what, I would love to have known what she'd said in response to them saying, like, give us back.
0: I think she would just give it them. She, uh, she has millions. She clearly doesn't not give a shit. And I think mm-hmm. a lot of more people need to follow on their suit as well, completely. Mm. It's really funny, actually, because Labour, it's a very conservative award, the honours. Ministers are the ones that come up with the list. They give it to the Queen and then, like, they invite people. But Labour, bloody Tony Blair, won't all right thing he did, um, they got rid of the honours. And then uh, David Cameron brought it back
1: wait really yeah oh I didn't know that
0: yeah I didn't know as well I was looking at it I like, wait Tony Blair they got rid of it and then David Cameron brought it back yeah Um. so John Lennon he returned his in 1969 say so, uh, wow, really early yeah uh, I'm returning my MBE as a protest against Britain's involvement in the Nigeria Biafra against our support of America in Vietnam and against Cold Turkey slipping down the charts with love John Lennon <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's amazing but so i think I think it's interesting because i i I think it's really cool if you use it as a political statement, turning it down, but I also wonder like how can it help you if you're doing if you 're making progress for a cause that needs as much attention as it can get, is it worth accepting the award so that you get more attention for that cause, or not, yeah you know that I think that's where i'd be stuck
0: but I feel like because there's so there's people like Jimmy Savile and Philip Green that have had an honours award. They tarnish the reputation of that. So, like off that, would you really want an award? Because what it True. doesn't also, I don't know if it actually it does anything for you as it is.
1: It's not like, okay, so say I solved children going hungry no Marcus Ashford did that. Um he he's getting the award rather than the cause. It's the cause that needs the attention, yeah. not not the person. It's mm-hmm. a bit self-congrat- no not self-congratually but like you're, you're getting all of the
0: um, I think it was Stephen Hawkins so he turned down the award because they, w- they had reduced the amount of funding that went to the science industry that year oh, great. so like he turned it down so like, like exactly what you say it's really good a lot of these awards go to a lot of people that are head of charities rather than actual donating some money to the charity or helping that cause so you're completely right like what does it really achieve yeah but yet again people a lot of people love status yeah you know people someone said that they wouldn't take it because of the racism of britain but the only reason they would take it because it might help them get a restaurant reservation <laughs> 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 like you know what i mean <laughs> uh, <parodies. laughs> um, if you was offered an mbe or an honors what would your reaction be
1: i think i'd have to go i think i'd be like like george i'd stand with the people that rejected it
0: yeah, yeah i think i sure. would as well like, for me i would just like no
1: yeah i don't want something from the british empire in my name no don't need it
0: <laughs> you sure you don't need that dame dame leo <laughs> dame leo the polyamorous queen
1: just kidding
0: just kidding Hi, love. So, for the first time in history, I'm going to split this episode into two pieces because it's currently sitting at 55 minutes long and I know that might be painful to listen to this amazing voice for so long. So, if you tune in the same time next week, seven days time, on the 27th, I'll be releasing part two. So, thank you so far for listening i hope you enjoyed this episode and see you next week 2020 is looking really up for me and the girls in the back hey 2020 love happiness success to all of you thank you peace out